how do you define minimalism? And how can you incorporate that with design? Joining us once again is my good friend Kyle C. He's been in this podcast before where he talks about how he was able to manage being the designer for the LRT1 signages. You can check that out and listen to it on episode 2 of our podcast. But for now, in this episode, he will be sharing how his way as a minimalist affects his life as a designer. This is kind of like a laid-back episode, kind of like catching up on what's been happening to his life lately. So, yeah, um, without further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Creative Chica Podcast. My name is Cornina and I'll be your host. Join me as we talk about creativity, tips and tricks, and stories from various designers. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Tara, chikan tayo. Enjoy! Hey guys! Welcome to another episode of the Creative Chica Podcast. Joining us once again is none other than Kyle Peter C. Hi, Kyle! Hi, Karina. Hi, naman. So, yeah. Um, welcome back to the Creative Chica Podcast. Hi, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's <laughs> nice to... I mean, we always talk, I mean, before at work. And then, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be back to speak for your podcast. It's really nice to, you know, to support, you know, to support your friends doing what they love to do and you know being able to share our experiences with others i think that's that's a really good thing that you're what you're trying to do and really um it's very inspiring thank you for having me oh thank you kp so kumusta naman? how was your week i'm doing good i mean to be honest it's uh i've been going through a lot this week since i actually had my last day with the company that I am working with. I mean, um, I am your office mate, and you do know that I uh, had my last day just um, last Thursday, and I am starting a new job this Monday. So there's, so I only have like three days to adjust and to be able to condition myself to, you know, to start working again in a different environment, a different workplace, you know, having different bosses, having different coworkers, and I feel that is a little bit overwhelming, but I feel that um, I, I feel that I can manage. I'm very excited about it. Um, I mean, of course, I'll definitely miss everyone. Uh, I'll definitely miss you and everyone else in in the office where I used to work in. So, yeah, uh, it, it's a lot to take in, but it's very exciting because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of development, and there's just a lot of things to look forward to. Yes, we'll definitely miss you. Nako, KP. Basta, ano, kwentuhan pa din kahit hindi na tayo mag-office mates. So, yeah, what um what are you excited about this new job and how are you preparing for it? Like, three days lang yung ano mo eh, yung parang rest day mo. Then, start ka na agad dun sa bago mong job. So, um, at first, I thought three days was... You know, I thought three days. I thought three days was kind of enough for me to be able to adjust. But then I realized that there's just so much to take care of. Um, there's a lot of adjusting that you know that you're going to start new in a different, uh, different workplace. You'll have to, you know, um, 
to you know fix your workspace, fix your equipment, claim any equipment that you have to get, uh, fix them, install the things that you need. You know, there's um, uh, emails that you have to to do, requirements that you have to get, and you know to, you have to prepare. I mean, all the pre pre-employment requirements are uh, really overwhelming and it's good that ever since I've always had like an organized um, organized system where I have all my all my list of IDs documents passports etc so it's kind of like um, it's something that you have to do of course before you get into the job and it's a little bit overwhelming and it gets a little bit tiring considering that it's difficult to get around during the pandemic like um i still i think i still have to to do my nba clearance and then i still have to um go to PhilHealth or to um pag ebig just to get some more documents and uh you know it's a, it's a challenge that i'll have to do just once once i get you know once i get it to the job but then again like uh it's part of the process um there's a lot of excitement coming along the way and i'm just really taking the time to you know just be grateful of my experiences um every um, my, my grateful for my experiences from the first time i got my job so whatever i experienced back then in my previous company i'm very grateful for so I, i've taken the time to reach out to them and tell them that you know i'm grateful for the experience it was it was nice working with them and you know i do hope to continue talking to them and not really burn bridges because i feel like you know it's very important to like to keep the people who made you you know the way you are now and i wouldn't have gotten my second job if it wasn't for my first so there's a lot to be grateful for that and yeah i mean it's nice to always have that support system whether they are your office mates or they are your you know your like your pre um, former office mates it's always nice to to see the growth of people and you know help them out when they need to Yes, it's important to not burn bridges kasi maliit lang yung world ng ano eh, ng graphic design dito sa Philippines ng ng um, advertising design. So, may chance na pwede mo pa sila maka-work in the future or it's good na maybe someday you could be able to collaborate with them. So, yeah, um have a good relationship with your previous employer lang din. And ayun, don't burn bridges. Pero ang weird, no? Kasi before, I mean, yun, if you're going to start on a new job, on a new company, before this pandemic, ang gagawin mo lang is you need to, um, you need to take care of your um, PhilHealth, pag-ibig, and tin IDs, yung mga ganon. But now, it's like, there are certain companies that will let you use their computers at home, yung parang pupuntahan mo pa doon sa office, tapos kukunin mo yung mga units nila, yung mga um, laptops or yung desktop computer, so you can be able to to set it up on your house, and then, ayun, makakapag-work ka na. Whereas, nung, nung before the pandemic, um, ano ka lang, parang magre-ready ka lang ng mga requirements mo, then papasok ka sa office, tapos doon mo pa lang i-set up yung mga gagawin mo for your job like yung sa first day mo doon ka pa lang mag-orientation or doon mo pa lang i-set up yung mga emails mo yung ganun like ah iba na talaga ngayon yeah. pandemic yeah it's actually a challenge because uh, when i got my computer i had to actually go back the day after because i had to have it replaced since when i got my computer um 
when I got my computer and I brought it home, it, it did not operate. So I had to contact the IT and I had to go back just to get another unit to have it exchanged. But then again, they did mention that uh, they did mention that this is just a temporary unit. They will be ordering, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be ordering a MacBook for me for work. So that's good. So it hasn't arrived yet. So while um, while that's not yet here, I'm still using their temporary computer as much as possible. I don't want to use my personal unit because, of course, as much as possible, I want to to separate work from my personal, you know, from my pers from, from my personal life. So at least I have something that I can use for work that's not actually, you know, mine personally. Yeah. So, next, KP. Good luck sa first day mo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they so, did say they were going to interrogate me during like a town hall meeting. I don't know. Like on, oh. on, yeah, so I don't know what program they're trying to cook up, but I'm definitely gonna... <laughs> you know, um, have to have that confidence to actually meet everyone. And I'm excited about it, yeah. No, they're going to try to get to know you. Who's yeah, KP? It's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a talk show. So <laughs> I need to bring my A game when it comes to, you know, knowing how to make people happy, knowing how to make people laugh. And of course, being able to introduce myself confidently. That's, that's a big plus. I mean, it gives a big impression to the people who you'll start working with. So it's nice to be able to be able to express to them, you know, what makes you different, what makes you unique compared to everyone, what makes you interesting. And, you know, slowly, you know, I'm sure I'll start to get more friends in the new company and you know i hope that i find my place in the company that i'm going to start working in this monday mm -mm. so there was a day where we talked about minimalism well i do know you as a minimalist and when you told me more about it i was mm, na curious ako na medyo ah ganun pala yung minimalism so like hindi lang pala siya decluttering it's more than that so can you share with us, um, to our listeners, what exactly is minimalism? Okay, so ever since the pandemic, it was it was difficult to cope up with a lot of things. I mean, back then before, um, back then before the lockdown happened, before the pandemic happened, I had a lot of, you know, a lot of commitments with other people. I had a lot of organizations that I run. I have a lot of, you know, part-time jobs that I that I, you know, that I work for, and I I, I did. I did not give myself a chance to actually rest or to actually, you know, consider or reflect about the things that I that I've been doing. And since the lockdown, you know, I really had to limit my my, you know, times to going out. I needed to stay home most of the time. And you know, a lot of the activities that I used to do just don't happen anymore. So it's definitely not the same. And since I I stayed at home. A lot of people might not be able to, you know, a lot of extroverts might not be able to, you know, to, to take that. So they really want to go out and party or hang out with their friends. But then again, I just made the most out of my time since I knew that back then I didn't really have the time to rest, rest and, you know, appreciate the time that I had to, you know, spend with myself, spend with my family. So I, I, I started liking it a lot. And then I came across this article about minimalism. And then I started reading about it and I was like, hey, why don't I start 
applying this in my life since I do have the time now. And, you know, I think making these changes should be able to, you know, give me a better discernment about like the decisions that I make in life. I mean, we always, you know, try to commit ourselves to things like, you know, to jobs, to organizations, to people, you know, to who we keep as friends, who we keep as, who, who we consider as family, who, you know, the people we love, you know, the things that we love to do. Um, sometimes we, we tend to, we tend to like forget, forget and, you know, we tend to forget like the thought process and we just do it because, you know, because other people expect us to or because people, you know, kind of want or maybe because we want people to see us in a particular way that we, we start to forget how it what it means to just be ourselves naturally or just do what the, or just do the things that we want so we just conform to what they want and at the end we just end up tired we just end up unhappy and when I was reading about minimalism I realized that um, minimalism is, is is something that you know, normally a person would think would like, oh, minimalism, I will sell everything in my house and own only one spoon, one fork, and I will sleep on the floor and, you know, only have like, what, 30, 30 belongings or 30 uh-huh. items to hold in my room. But obviously, uh, you can see in my, in my room, I have a lot of things. I have things for my pets. I have, you know, I have more than two pillows. I, you know, I have plants. I have, you know, other things in my room. That, that I still think I'm a minimalist because... Um, you know, uh, it's really more about being able to declutter your life, not just with the material things that you have. I mean, to be honest, I did sell a lot of the things that I used to have and I did cut down like the clutter in my room, the things that I never used or the things that I haven't used for a long time. I was able to send and, you know, I was able to get money out of it and then I put it in my savings account. And yeah, a lot of the things that I used to be part of, like a lot of the commitments that I used to have, I started letting go of. Like um, I started saying, um, I started say, telling the groups that I used to to um, involve myself in that uh, maybe right now this is not like part of, this is not part of like uh, my plans for the, for the pandemic and I know it's been difficult so I'm kind of laying off for a while so that's good and it really gives me a good headspace because I was able to actually you know realize what matters to me so I realized that health and well-being is um, very important to me so I started exercising and I started you know eating well I started trying different kinds of you know diets that I know that's good for my body and not really pressure myself to to restrain or to, uh, you know, to conform to a particular diet for particular results, I just really gauge on what makes me feel good about myself. And when it starts feeling, uh, you know, it starts feeling wrong or it starts feeling bad, I start to like, make adjustments to make sure that I feel better about myself, about my body, about, about how I feel about myself. So uh, it's just really adjustment. Like other people might think that minimalism is like, oh, there is a particular standard or there's there's a particular number of items that you have to hold on to. But, but really, it is about just being more aware about the things that you have, being able to, you know, ground yourself and to appreciate the things that you have and learn how to let go of the things that don't bring meaning to your life anymore. So, so for me, it has, I mean, for the past four to five months, it has given me a lot of meaning. It, it gave me a lot of headspace to, you know, to 
to be less pressured about the things that come along my way and i'm able to create you know more intentional decisions in my life and you know i become less reactive when it comes to you know um, making decisions and <laughs> it's good to have that sense of you know being able to be aware about you know what we do with our lives and it's always a challenge to keep ourselves running so it's always so what i always tell myself is to just um always learn how to ground yourself take a take a take a breather you know um think about the things that you've been doing you know learn how to stop learn how to rest and then when we're ready then we start going again so it just goes again it's it's just a cycle if we if if we forget to if you forget to rest if you forget to think about the things that we do we will definitely fall into a burnout and we start creating you know reactive decisions we start becoming you know very aggressive about the things that you know that bother us so i think it's good to to have a sense of you know a sense of space when we when we live our lives so that we can actually let it breathe and not you know um not give us that feeling of suffocation when we start to get overwhelmed. So how are you able to apply minimalism to your work as a designer? Actually that actually it's very interesting because um of course it, uh, of course as a designer there is a lot of pressure coming from other people like a lot of people are very talented and then sometimes we tend to be too hard on ourselves that we feel like we lack something that other people have that we don't. But then again Minimalism has taught me how to be able to acknowledge what what I am good at and be able to just let that shine. So before I would always think that you know there are other people who are better than me and I will never reach that that level. But then again, with what I have experienced in my life, they would never have gone through it and I feel that what that makes the unique factor of each and every designer out there. And you know being able to appreciate the talent that an individual has to appreciate the talent that i have that not no one else can replicate means a lot to you know the overall identity of a person and i guess that's the reason why we start making friends with other people because that's just what makes other people so interesting they have different quirks in their in their lives they have different skills they have you know different you know different mindsets and it's just really interesting to be able to to get to know other people and to have a sense of self and appreciate what you really are and what you or what you believe in it's more of like self awareness din talaga no like um what are your thoughts on something like for example for me i'm aware that my forte is digital art um digital art layout sometimes video editing din but i'm fully aware that when it comes to logo design hindi talaga ako i'm not really that good in logo design though i try to improve myself naman pero kasi feeling ko ano eh kulang so so i tend to focus more on what i'm good at connected pa naman to diba so um, yeah i mean being able to know yung strengths and weaknesses mo will be able to dictate on what you can do you know do with your life if you if you feel that you can use your strengths to you know be able to help you get a job and sustain your life then that's great but also if if there are things that you know that you're bad at or there are things that you you lack 
knowledge in, then it's nice to be aware that there's always room to, room for improvement. I mean, I'm not saying that we should just focus on our strengths, but being able to be aware of our weaknesses and be able to appreciate that, you know, we're not perfect. We, um, you know, that we're not perfect and there's always that room to be able to improve just gives us the, just gives us the, you know, the proof that, you know, we, we don't have to be too hard on ourselves. And I think that's what usually happens to people who, you know, aspire for a lot of things. We, um, we try to put, um, very heavy rocks in their backs and, you know, just try it and, and, and tell people that, hey, we can survive this. But obviously, like in the long run, it's not very good for your mental health. It's not very good for your, you know, physical health. I mean, some people would not eat. Some people would not sleep trying to achieve something. But then again, yeah, I mean, there are other aspects in life that are important that we have to take care of. I mean, we have a family to to be with. We have friends to to hang out with. And it's important to still have that balance when we come, when we, when it comes to like our growth. We can't only grow ourselves like in the professional world, but like on, in ourselves. So when we when we come home at night and sit on our bed, we need to know like how do we we don't come home just for us to sleep. We come home to a different life. We 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 hang out with our family. You know, we we, we create dinner. We make breakfast. We you know watch TV. We browse on YouTube. Go on Facebook. I don't know. Like that's definitely you know things that also will affect our lives for like for the next day sometimes other people you know um hold on to a lot and once they get home they have a difficult time and what they do is once they get out there when they start working they just hide all their feelings and you know you'll never know when a person just wants to you know to just give up and you know it's very important to always watch out for other people to watch out for our friends and you know always tell them that you know it's always important to be able to ground yourselves when you have the time to be able to give yourselves time to be able to to reflect to be able to give yourselves time to to acknowledge the things that we've been doing to um think if things are still worth it to think that you know are we doing is this good for our bodies is this good for our minds is this good for our hearts you know and what do other people feel about it and it's good to be able to you know to assess that and give ourselves time to be able to, you know, decide on our choices. Yeah, it's important to to always give the time to assess what you've done for the day, to assess who who we've spoken to for the day, on and how we, you know, go on with our lives for the day. Because you know, if we stop giving ourselves the time to be able to think about what we do we do start creating, you know, decisions that we will regret. We start creating decisions based on reaction and not on intention. And definitely there are some decisions that, um, there are some decisions that are very important to, you know, to consider because there, there are things that we can't get back once we have decided. I mean, there are some people, like there are people who we can't get back as friends, there are family who we can't get back as family, there are jobs that we can't get back as jobs if we decide to leave them. And, you know, and, and, you know, when worse comes to worse, there are people who would actually give up their lives to, you know, to end everything. And it's something that they can't get back. And it's very important for people to be able to regulate that mental health, to be able to regulate what they think about and to be able to make decisions when, they are mentally mentally stable and not when they're very overwhelmed. How do you manage difficult situations or difficult people? 
yung hindi mo talaga maiiwasan na andiyan talaga sila eh. You can't just cut them off. When it comes to minimalism, I mean, like other people might think that it will help eliminate all your problems, but definitely problems is a part of life. Problems are a part of life and it will it's inevitable that we will experience problems and we really have to, you know, consider we really have to consider how we deal with these problems and it depends on the mindset that we're in, it depends on how we feel about a certain situation at a certain time. So definitely it is important to always, you know, tell people that, you know, if they're feeling a particular way, it's normal. We're human. We all have chemicals in our body that makes us feel weird stuff, feel weird or feel the feel different stuff. Like, um, and it's difficult to to keep those those levels stable. I think one of the one of the things that uh, one of the things that I usually do is I do take a lot of walks. So in the morning I take a walk, um, in the afternoon I take a walk, in the evening I take a walk. So when I'm stressed I do take a walk. It helps you know lower down the you know cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. So that really helps in calming me down when I'm very overwhelmed. For example, when there's a decision that I have to make and I start panicking, like, you know, when I start, then I would think, hey, I need to, I, I need to take a walk to just to be able to, to calm myself down. And, I, and I've heard this before. I mean, when in doubt, when, you, when there's something that you are unsure of about the decision or whatever, when in doubt, you know, take a walk. It, it will help you clear stuff up. It will help you see the environment around you, you know, to be able to get in, um, inspiration from the world, you know, to be able to come up with your decision. You get to see people in the streets. You get to see, you know, how, you know, everyone else are living dif- are living different lives and unique lives, and none of them are perfect. And it's nice to be able to keep in touch with the world before... Um, letting your mind take over you. So that's pretty much how I cope up with things when I'm having a hard time. So who are these people that you look up to when it comes to minimalism? Like, So, you know, I do spend a lot of my time online. I mean, I stopped hanging out on social media, but I, I, I do read a lot as well. So um, I've been reading a lot of articles that I see online and I have also been reading, I've also been listening to, you know, podcasts and YouTube videos that I see online. So a good example, actually, I started out watching this YouTube um, channel called ThoughtWortico. So this is a a YouTube channel um, by... Um, a couple named Glow and HL. They're from Singapore. And then they come up with content on how to be able to um, to live their lives as minimalists. And it really inspired me to, to, you know, to do things similarly in a way that makes me, you know, that makes me more aware of the things that I do and I have and you know trying to just improve those improve the quality of those things and you know to be able to focus on um, kindness to yourself kindness to others you know being able to focus on our health uh, being able to eat food that is healthy being able to you know limit ourselves from you know overspending or over consumption of things that we don't need and 
yeah, I do. I do suggest that you and I do suggest that you, uh, you do watch Thought Vertical on YouTube. It's very interesting. Um, another thing that I watch, or another, or rather, another thing that I listen to is I listen to the Minimalist podcast. Um, it's by uh, by Joshua Fields Milburn oh. and Ryan Nicodemus. Yeah, so um, I started listening to their podcast because I also found it on YouTube, and then I started listening to it during my morning walks. And they do have some um, on Spotify or in Google Podcasts. They have some short episodes, um, thirty-minute episodes, where you know it's long enough for a walk, for my walk daily, and. You talk about a lot of things starting from passion to, you know, career to family life to, you know, relationships and other things and money, you know, finances. I mean, that's very important as well. And yeah, I mean, minimalism can be applied to like any um, any part of your life. It doesn't mean that you have to give up all of them. I mean, if you love like a particular book or you love a particular jacket, then, you know, if it brings a lot of meaning to you, then it's okay to keep it. And I think one of the the, the good things about these two, about Ryan and Joshua is, of Ryan and Joshua are, um, when I learned about their story, they don't just sit here and, you know, make a podcast and talk. They, they do have a lot of tours. So they do, you know, go out and, you know, have speaking speaking gigs where they tell them more about their lives and as minimalists and how they are able to cope up with difficulty and how they are able to, you know, to grow this community of people who have more meaning, who 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 seek to find more meaning in their lives. And um, as 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 you would you might think that you know as a minimalist you might just be an introvert who will just hide in their hide in your room for the rest of your life but they would really you know get out there visit different parts of you know different parts of the world and you know really give hugs to you know each and every audience that goes to their that goes to their you know to, to their speaking gigs and all and it, it's really amazing that you know they can actually come like they can actually come up with a big community of followers of people who, you know, who all want to make better changes in their lives. And, you know, um, there are other things that I also watch. Like, I think uh, there's this, um, there is this YouTube channel um, named... There, <laughs> there's this there's this YouTube channel named Pick Up Limes, mm-hmm. so that's also another one that I watch. So there are a lot of um, um, a lot of videos about self improvement, about you know recipes on how to uh-uh. you know eat healthy, how to eat natural, and you know I've been trying as much as possible to be able to eat. To, to, to not eat a lot of processed foods and just eat like whole foods, like being able to buy um, fresh vegetables and being able to buy whole grain, full grain, you know, full grain products. And it has, you know, made me feel a lot better rather than eating a lot of junk food. And there are a lot of tips and recipes that you can, um, you can learn through those, um, through those videos that you can find online. And yeah, I mean, the internet is a wonderful place. People might think it's very toxic, which, you know, a lot of people might have, you know, this um, left social media for a while, which I actually did as well. And yeah, I mean, 
it's also a good place for us to find motivation, to find inspiration, to be able to, you know, continue going because, you know, I mean, especially this time, it's difficult to actually get to know people who, who would push you to, you know, it's generally difficult for people to get in touch with each other because of the pandemic. And now everyone's at home. We start to lose that sense of being able to know what's out there. And it's good that the internet is still there for us to be able to realize what we can learn from other people. And, you know, it's good that there are people who are still spreading, um, you know, good things, you know, I mean, all for goodness, all for kindness. Um, I believe in that. So I hope, you know, more people are able to learn more about other people who continue to, to live this kind of life. I guess when it comes to social media, like for me, I don't go to Facebook that much. Na rin. I just hang out on Instagram and most of the time nga, hindi ko na rin binibu yung mga stories sa mga tao. Like, I, I, only, I only view the things that are related to art, to graphic design, and, and yung sa mga close friends ko lang. So I try to focus on the things that bring me joy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, setting rules or setting limits for yourself is very, it's a good practice because, again, if you're aware of how many times you look at your, look at your phone, how many times you buy a cert, you like you buy something from Shopee, like if you don't keep track of it, you like in one week, you could have bought like 10 items. But if you do give yourself some rules that you limit yourself to one item, then then it is much better. I mean, better for you, better for the environment. And, you know, like overall, you know, being like being aware of the things that you have, being aware of the things that you buy. Because, I mean, if you buy all the 10 items in one week, it's most probably it's just going to be kept in the cabinet or like, you know, not being used just just because you gave into impulse buying. So it's good to set rules. I mean, like to be able to make sure that, for example, you know, on Sundays, never look at your social media accounts. You know, it's a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a wrong thing. It's not, it's not something bad to do. You, you, have the, you have control over your life and it's good to be able to set those limits so you can be more aware about your practices. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people think that so you're a minimalist and it means that you don't get to spend much. I mean, it's finance good if you're a minimalist. Well, being able to know what I spend for is uh, very important. I mean, um, being a minimalist doesn't mean that you cheap yourself out by buying the cheapest thing possible. Like, for example, you buy a phone, you buy a low-end phone at a cheaper price and then you know, most probably you'll end up replacing it because it get. It, I mean, it will, you know, it will get old and you will just buy another one. And the phone goes like, where does the phone go? Like most likely if it, it, it you know, it doesn't get recycled properly. It's right. It, it's going to, it's not good for the environment to have things and then just let go of them. And it, if it doesn't give meaning to anyone else, then, then, you know, it's just going to be here in the world and, you know, you're going to buy something else. You're going to spend more. You're going to use more, you know, consum- more consumption, you know, more use of resources. And, that's an, and you know, being able to, you know, to think about what you really buy is important. So it's not wrong to buy, you know, the mi- a mid-range or a high-range phone to, you know, so the, some mid-range or a high-range phone that you can use for four to seven years. I mean it's all right to to get something more expensive for example you can get a jacket you can get a 
you know a jacket that is you know you know curated by you know artisans who you know who make meaning out of their work and of course things like that are um more expensive rather than buying from fast fashion brands and you know being able to help and support communities who create products um that you know help out their culture help out the environment then it's very good to support them as well so it's not really wrong to buy you know things that are more expensive but you know it's really important to know where these things are coming from to know where to know the stories of who make them i mean it brings more meaning to the things that you own if, if you know it's nice um there is this bag that i wanted um it was um created by um it was created locally by weavers in mindanao and they and it was it, it was a very interest it's a very interesting product um it, it allows me to be more appreciative of the culture that they have to be able to read about um the the art of being able to weave and create you know really great things and being able to buy these products to be able to help them improve their craft so that's a that's a very interesting thing rather than just buying the bag from a fast fashion brand or buying a bag that I know I will stop using for the next how many years. So it's nice to have something that you know it came from somewhere with a lot of meaning, a lot of stories behind it. So I do suggest that people, you know, get to know more and love more things that are created locally. So we can, you know, actually, you know, advocate, you know, being able to love what we have here in our country. So I noticed something about minimalist. Like I, you also mentioned this before that there's something about sitting on the floor. <laughs> so what is this about? <laughs> so I <laughs> So it's there's a video that I watch on Thought Vertigo that um the title of the video is Why We Sit on the Floor. Yes. The healthy minimalist household. So, um, it, they explained why they they sat on the floor when they work, and then they do they did you know create their workspaces by having this Japanese style table with their computer on it, and that's where they work. And it's it's really weird. I mean, normally you'll see people sitting on a sitting on a chair, a working chair, and a desk, but they did explain that. The reason why they wanted to do, to do that is because it allows us to be able to move more in general. I mean, to get up and down the the, the floor is is a challenge, and you know, um, when sitting, you can't sit like in one position for like hours. You really have to make sure you move your legs. You have to stretch it out. You know, being able to sit on the floor gives you a lot of possibilities. I mean, you can sit on the floor with your legs crossed. You can sit on the floor with your legs to the side. And, you know, it's good to have, you know, that extra movement. You know, it gives you more flexibility. It gives you more energy rather than being able to sit on a chair for, um, rather than being able to sit on a chair for like many, many hours, which will really hurt your back. But then again, you know, sitting on the floor is not really like a solution to like all your health problems, but <laughs> it does, it, yeah, it do, but it does promote, you know, being able to move more. So in Thought Vertigo, they explained that their mantra for like life is like, um, eat, 
eat well, move more, and worry less. So it's something that I also try to apply in my life. So if I know that there's a chance that I can move more, then why not? I mean, it will it will get my blood flowing fast, like more, and I think it's good. It will help. It will help you know um, fix health benefits in the long run. If I'm able to move my joints more in the long, uh, move my joints more now, like in the long run, I will I will least likely have you know. Um, you know, problems with my joints when I get older. So, you know, while I'm young, while I can do it, I, I, try, I try to move as much as I can. So I guess that's it. Um, do you have anything to add before we end this podcast? I guess one thing that I can tell, uh, tell everyone is, you know, don't pressure yourself when we try, when you try to make things in your life. I mean, once you have committed to something and you you know slip up or you mess up, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, you just take it day by day, and you know there's always time to to um, you know get back on track to be able to assess again how we if we have been living our lives, and you know being able to make mistakes it's a, it's a, it's a normal thing. I mean the reason why we want to make you know, changes in our life is to be able to, you know, appreciate what we've done in the past and how are we able to make it, how, how, how are we going to um, make ourselves better in moving forward? So, I mean, if it wasn't for our mistakes, we wouldn't have been making these efforts to improve in our lives. So, yeah, don't don't be too hard on yourselves. I mean, I understand that there's so much pressure from the world, like for for people to act a certain way. Some people might think that whatever you're doing is weird, but then if it brings a lot of meaning into your life, if it makes you more appreciative of the life that you have, more appreciative about the you have, like the people who you have, and that's a good then that then that's a good thing. I mean, keep on doing it as long as it stands for kindness, as long as it stands for good health then I don't think there's a problem. But of course, like, I mean, it's always a challenge to to find development in the things that we hold on to. So always keep yourselves enthusiastic, always keep yourselves excited about what you can do with your life, because definitely you have the power, you have the, you have the power to make these decisions and these decisions will be good for you in the long run. Thank you so much, KP. Thank you for sharing with us your insights on minimalism and I hope to have you on our podcast again soon. Thanks, Cornina. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you guys learned from this episode. It's an interesting topic for me because I get to know that minimalism can really help you in a lot of aspects in your life and it helps you become more aware of yourself and to not stress much on the things that don't add value to you don't don't bring joy like just focus on the things that make sense and you know we're human so just accept these inevitable things and focus on the things that really matter Mm, it's a broad it's a broad topic so if you have anything you can add to this topic you can tag us on our social media platforms Creative Chica PH on Twitter and Creative Chica Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care and bye bye.